Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. As always, I am your matchmaker and dating coach and host with the most, Kat Cantrell. Welcome to the program. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice that the background's a little bit different. So I finally did it. I finally said, I'm going to bring all of my recording equipment and I'm going to bring it to my office. I have this amazing downtown office that I have created from nothing. And if you've been following me on Instagram, you know all about the story. It took me months. And so I have this incredible space and I want to share it with you, especially on YouTube, because this is a very magical place. In fact, all my clients that come here, they're like, there's so much to look at. I feel so safe here. I feel so cozy. And why would I not want to share that with all of you? So we get to actually sit in my office together, just you and I. So I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to share this special place with you where I have these very vulnerable and open conversations when it comes to finding love and to dating and for relationships. So thank you so much for being here. And uh, so dear matchmaker, so last episode, I asked for your questions because I wanted to change the format of the show just enough to where it's more about you. It's more about asking your question or you asking the questions and needing the answers. And when I asked you for questions, boy, did you deliver? So I have four questions for both men and women to bring to your ears today, because I feel like each one of these questions, um, that I'm sure that one of you are out there that could benefit from the answers to these questions. So I'm really excited to bring these questions to you today, but I wanted to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by my agency, theheartagency.com, where we offer matchmaking, we offer dating coaching, seminars, singles events, hopefully in-person retreats coming up soon. If you're interested in anything, matchmaking, dating, coaching, please check us out, theheartagency.com. I've got events both virtually and in person uh, that are happening within the next couple of months. I am doing a seminar for both men and women, both virtually and in person. I'm currently working on that. I'm excited to deliver that to you. So make sure and just kind of like make note of that, that that is coming your way. So if you are interested in our services, please make sure and check us out, theheartagency.com. And if you have a question for this show, you can go to the website and up at the top is contact us. You just click on that, fill out the information, and I will read your question here on air. I will also reach out to you personally and make sure and answer it. But I will, here's the thing. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this to the show is because most likely your questions are ones same ones that other singles have. And I want to make this show more about the things that are affecting you the most. And so that's why I'm bringing the questions here. That's why I'm asking for your help. So if, as you're listening to this podcast, if there are questions that you want me to read here on air and answer, please make sure and visit our website, theheartagency.com, click out the contact us. And of course I will be read I will read your answer, excuse me, read your questions here anonymously. I'm talking way too fast. Woo, sorry about that. I'm just super excited. I'm in my office. The sun is out. It's beautiful. It's a Monday. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to have you here. So without further ado, should we just dive right in? Should we? 
All right. I think we should do it. All right. So we have four different questions for you today. So question number one, four different answers, question answers. Okay. Question number one, dear matchmaker, when is the appropriate time to text after the first date? If I'm interested in seeing her again. So that's the first part of the question. Second part of the question is, should the text be a casual conversation or to set up a second date? Signed, Wondering in Iowa. All right, Wondering, I got you. So we live in an extremely fast-paced society. We expect instant gratification. And this is, this is no different. The whole waiting three days to call that, it's not a thing. Can we just scratch that? Can we just completely eliminate that? It's not a thing. People want connection. And we, when, we're, when we've made a connection with that person on the first date, it's important to keep the momentum going. We don't want it to fizzle out because what's going to happen is if you wait the three days, again, with online dating, everything is so instant that we just move on to the next, move on to the next. And while you have each other's attention, let's take advantage of it and let's set up that second date immediately. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Hey, are you busy the next couple of weeks? No, I'm talking about you taking the initiative and saying, this is what I would do. Wondering, this is what I would do after you're done with the date, the day of, I would text her immediately and say, I had such an incredible time tonight. I would love to see you again. Now here's the difference. I would say, do you have any availability are you available on and pick a date, whether it be next Thursday, whether it be next weekend, pick a date so that it helps solidify. Because if you say, do you have any availability in the next couple of weeks? And then they might came back coming back saying, oh, well, maybe this and maybe that. And there's nothing that's going to transpire and really like solidify. So it's your job to take the initiative, text her, no casual conversation, leave the conversation for in person, create some mystery. We don't want to just give it all. We want to create mystery. So I would say I had an amazing time. I really would love to see you again. Are you available next Thursday night? Or let's grab, let's grab tacos at this place, or let's grab a drink at this place. Take the initiative and set the date and see what happens. And I would, if you need to have like casual conversation, go ahead and do that. But I would kind of not, I would make sure and be very, I wouldn't share that much information over text. Keep it. If you need to have a little conversation to kind of lead up to it, go ahead, but I would set the date and then leave it, set the date and leave it. And don't, you don't have to fill in in between you set the date. You could even confirm the day of, if you wanted to confirm the day of saying, Hey, I'll see you tonight at this time, but you don't even have to do that have enough trust in the other person, have enough faith that you don't need to fill in the void. You don't need to have this casual conversation via text, leave it for the second date. Okay. So hopefully that helps. All right. So that's question number one. Here's our second question today. Dear matchmaker, I can't seem to find a guy that doesn't ask me for money. What am I doing wrong? Signed, lost and confused. So I have a lot of questions about your question, but here, here's what I would tell you. So there seems to be a theme, right? Where you're having 
there's a lot of men that are coming in that you're talking to that just want money from you. So when we are seeing a theme, whether it's this, when it's this particular type of person is all that we're talking to, we have to go back to the source, which is ourselves and say to ourselves, what is it about these people that I'm attracted to that I'm allowing them in? So is there something about their profiles? Is it, does it seem to be too good to be true? Because if, when you start talking to someone and there's something inside of you that says these, this doesn't add up this possibly may be too good to be true because there are a lot of scammers out there. In fact, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have a woman here. I'm going to interview her next week. And so I'm bringing her to your, to your ears who was, um, scammed, uh, when it came to online dating. And I will share that with you at a later date, but, and I, I would, I would be leery that when you start the conversation, it seems to be too good to be true that most likely it is. And also how are you connecting with these people? Is it online? And if it is online, what is it that is drawing you to allowing to having these conversations with these men? And when we say statements like, I can't seem to find a guy that doesn't ask, that doesn't ask me for money, then what we're doing is that as we say these statements, we're going back and we're listening to them and we're listening to ourselves and it's creating a filter. I know that you've heard me say this over and over again. The words that we speak become the house that we live in. If you're saying to yourself, I can't find a person that isn't this, I can't find when you, when you're saying that you're telling yourself that you can't find anybody like that versus not saying a a negative statement such as this and telling yourself I'm open to talking to different people in hopes of making a connection. I deserve love. I, instead of using these words of saying, I can't find this, there's no good this, there's no good that, eliminate the verbiage completely. Go back to the source and ask yourself, why am I, first off, why am I allowing these people into my life? Why am I allowing and having this conversation? And second, I would see what kind of, what kind of resources. So are you meeting these people in real life? Most likely you're meeting them online because I've heard this over and over again. So I would maybe get offline and start putting yourself out into the community, start seeking out new ways to meet new people. And it isn't, it isn't just going into events and hoping to find other singles. It's living your life. It's finding out what you are really excited about. It's doing things for yourself that will create the space and vulnerability to allow other people in. I mean, to me, this is a question that, I mean, I would love to have a conversation with Lost and Confused, honestly, to know a little bit more about what's going on. But if you're finding a pattern with the same type of person, you have to go back to yourself and say to yourself, why am I allowing this person to communicate with me? Why am I allowing these people to have conversations with me? Why am I allowing this person in? And as you're talking to them, if it seems to be good to be true, it most likely is. If they, there's a lot of catfishes out there. So I would sit down with yourself and figure out what is it that you're doing that's allowing these people in. So that's number two. All right. Third question, dear matchmaker, I live in a small town where there is not much to do. What are some great first date ideas? Ooh, 
Signed, small town lover. I like this. Okay. So my philosophy on first date varies. I know you've heard me talk about coffee dates and I really do believe in coffee dates, but sometimes you want to spend a little bit more time with that person. So I've heard examples of someone, you go on a coffee date and then the coffee date will lead into this and lead into this. So here's what I would do. In fact, let me, let me prephrase this. Let me, let me give you some words. They're coming. <laughs> Sorry. I have like so many thoughts that I'm trying to put into, put into words. Okay. Um, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the love drug. Oxytocin is released when we hug, when we cuddle, when we have sex. Oxytocin is the, is the love drug. And studies have shown that actually oxytocin can be released when you are sharing activities with your date. In fact, there was a study that was done, uh, that was watching men and women doing an activity of painting. They were just painting. Do you know that men released more oxytocin during the painting exercise than women did? Do you know that any type of activity, any type of recreational activity with a partner can release oxytocin? So I do believe in creating experiences. Do I think that it could be a first date? Sure. I think it depends, but I think that there's some great activities, especially if you're in a small town, most likely, most likely a small town has small town has an amazing park that you can take a nice stroll. Uh, most likely a small town has a great little coffee shop. Uh, you could probably, there's probably a great bowling alley. Uh, bowling alleys, especially the vintage bowling alleys are so much fun. In fact, I have a singles bowling event that's coming up and people are so excited about it. So when you create an experience or you have a recreational activity with one another, the oxytocin is going to start, it start, starts coming out and you're going to start to create a bond and you get a you get distracted. So when you're doing an activity together, you're a little bit distracted, not a movie. Don't do that because when you're watching a movie, you're not talking. So I don't, leave movies for later. In fact, if you want to do a movie, wait down the road to where you've been dating for a while and you watch Netflix at home, or you can go in a movie in theater. It doesn't matter. But I say find an activity for that first date. If you are, if you do want, if you're unsure, then yes, absolutely. Coffee. I think coffee is a great idea, especially during the lunch hour. I know you've heard me talk about this where you have a definite in and a definite out so that there's no pressure that it has to go somewhere from that point. But if you are truly connecting and you want to plan an activity, I would say plan an activity. And especially in a small town, it could be something as taking a walk. It could go, you could do window shopping in downtown. You could, uh, go bowling, I would try to, I think drinks is fine, but I don't, I don't advise probably on the first date because you want to really get to know one another. And when we drink, we kind of have a tendency to hide behind drinking. So advise most likely not to do that. All right. So that is our third question. So hopefully that helps you small town lover. Okay. And our final question for today's episode so dear matchmaker, I'm finding it difficult to meet singles in my area. I'm very religious and would like to meet someone with the same core values. I'm currently on a Christian dating website and have had no luck. Do you have any recommendations? And there's no signature here. Yes. 
I do. So just how I was talking about in question, the second question was can't seem to find a guy that doesn't just doesn't all he wants is money. Again, I believe that there's more to dating than online. Do I believe that if you are a cat lover and there's uh, an app that like it just unites cat lovers, (laughs) then yeah. Okay. You know that there's going to be some common interests and same with you, right? You know that when you join a Christian dating website, you know, most likely that the other people are Christian. They're going to have the same core values, but I do, I do believe that when you join a niche dating website, it decreases your chances of meeting more people. So let me, I'm going to address the online dating portion of it first, and then I'm going to tell you what you can do second in order in your community to meet people in real life. So the first is I would stop with the Christian dating website and I would go on to a more, a much wider scope of a dating website. So match.com, everybody knows match.com. I know that you have to kind of weed out more of the garbage that's on there. I completely understand, but everybody knows match.com. Everybody knows that dating website. So if I were you, I would get on a a dating website that has you more exposed to more singles. So that's the first thing that I would do. And if you know your, cause you know, as myself, when I'm working with clients, I want to know your non-negotiables. I want to know, you know, where, where is it that you're absolutely a dead stop? No. And then where is it that where you have some wiggle room, you know, that you're willing to be flexible. And I think you understanding what those are for you and just it's important for all of my listeners, for all of you to really sit down with yourself and know what is it that you're really looking for in someone, because what we're swiping on studies show what we're swiping on is really not what's good for us. It's true. And online dating is an algorithm. It's going to deliver to you on what you usually swipe right on. And studies show that sometimes majority of the time of what you're swiping right on isn't really the type of person that you're really looking for. So being really understanding of what is it that you're looking for and what are your non-negotiables and what are you willing to, what's gray? What are you willing to take the chance? What are you willing to step outside of the box and to meet someone different and unique? Because they have this whole thing that opposites attract. They don't, they don't. I know I've talked about this on this last episode. So you don't have to have everything in common. So I think when you join a website that has, you have, gives you more exposure to more people, you're going to have better chances. You're going to have better chances. So match.com or hinge or bumble. Okay. So that's what I would do for the first section. The second is how it's difficult to meet singles in your area. How are you putting yourself out there? Are you getting involved in the community? Do you have those core values? So say one of your core values is community. You want to be involved with the community. Are you volunteering? Are you uh, involved with the local uh, community service to where you can meet other people, again, who are like-minded, who are going to have the same values as you? If you have, if you, you know, more and more singles are like, I'm tired of the bar. So what is it what are your core values? What are your, what are the things that you're looking for that you can get involved with in your area? There are so many opportunities. And so many of you say, I can't find anything. You can, (laughs) 
You can't. In fact, that's some of the work that I do with my clients. They're like, I can't find anything to do. And I sit down for half an hour and I send you a bunch of links. Oh yeah. These are all the things that you can't do. <laughs> Again, going into it with the mindset of that. I'm not here to meet someone. I'm here to create experiences and create value to my own life. In fact, it's interesting because I had an on-air coaching call. Oh my gosh. How long ago was that? Oh, I can't remember. It must've been six months ago where she, she goes, she, she went to church. She's a church and she was also finding it really frustrating to meet someone. She's like, I've tried everything. I'm trying online dating. And I know that her and I were talking it through and she ended up contacting me later and telling me that she found someone through church so that you could just simply find someone through church. It's just that you're not looking and the whole don't look for it to receive it. That's not, that's not a thing. Yes. Look for it. Don't go out seeking it being, I'm going to take, I'm going to do this thing so I can find someone, but be open to it. So the person who you might be compatible or who might be your person literally might be sitting next to you too. But when we, when, again, the words that we speak, we're going to say, there's no singles in my area. I'm, and I heard this, I've heard this over and over again. Maybe if I lived in a bigger city, no, it's here. It's just that you're refusing to look and refusing to see. So open your eyes, get involved with your community, do events that create so much joy in your life. Get yourself involved. That is how you're going to meet new people resulting behind a screen. I think it's okay, but again, there's so much out there. It's just that we're constantly telling ourselves that there isn't. And when we're telling ourselves that, that there isn't again, the words navigate the world that we live in. And we're saying that there isn't, then there isn't. So that's my, that is my, uh, <laughs> That is my answer to your two-part question. So, ah, all right. So hopefully that helped all of you listening to uh, the answers to these questions. Again, if you have a question for Dear Matchmaker, please contact me at The Heart Agency. Go at the, up at the top, contact us and just fill out a form or you can always email me directly, cat at theheartagency.com. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little, I was a little nervous because here at the office, like there's people walking behind me. And so I was a little bit nervous, but I think I made it. I did it. We did it. And it's a new format and it's exciting and things are changing and you're here with me. And so thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Ha, thank you for tuning into today's episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, hello. What do you think of my office? I'm so excited to have you here. Please make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and click the bell so that when there's a brand new episode uploaded that you are the first to know. And if you are listening on Spotify or Apple, listen up, Spotify listeners. Do you know that up at the top of the podcast that there is a little star review that you can actually review these episodes and this podcast just by clicking on it. That's it. It doesn't allow you to leave a review, but you can simply rate this episode. So if you're listening on Spotify, really love it if you would do that. And if you're listening on Apple, I would, of course, I love your ratings and reviews there. Thank you so much. If you've already left one, it means the world to me. And if you are on social media, come and follow me at Cat Cantrell, both on Facebook and on Instagram. All right, my friends, thank you for being here. 
Thank you for being a part of the program. I've loved answering your questions. Thank you for being vulnerable and for allowing me an opportunity into your heart. And remember, true love is waiting for you. And I will see you next time.